was a little bit cold the last few weeks to stand outside in my flip-flops and my coat. But when my dog has to go to the bathroom, the dog doesn't negotiate real well. And so I, I didn't have time to put on my, my socks and my shoes. And so I was standing out there, again, in my slides, kind of waiting for the dog to go to the bathroom. And you might say, well, can't you just let your dog out? Well, we used to be able to, but a couple months ago, our dog uh, injured its, its uh, knee and now has a brace. And we're sort of using almost sort of dog physical rehab to kind of get the dog strengthened. And, and the dog generally gets better. But here's the thing about our dog. It's, it's a dog. And so uh, when we let it outside, especially early in the morning without that brace, and it hears, now we have a lot of dogs in the neighborhood, but there's this one dog. It's about 15 pounds big and it lives two houses over. And our dog, who weighs 80 pounds, wants to make sure that little dog knows that this is Miri's territory. And so as soon as that dog barks, our dog just flies to the back, barks its head off, and then comes back limping, and we lost to two weeks of progress with the knee. Or if there's a squirrel, likewise, Miri wants to keep our house safe from the ravages of squirrels and other small rodents. And so again, unfortunately, this just doesn't work, and so we are there until the knee gets better, making sure that she doesn't go anywhere. We have to say no for her. Because it turns out a dog, like almost every other animal, isn't good at saying no strategically. One of the things that makes us humans is that we can say no to things because there's a greater good we want to say yes to. And this saying no to things isn't bad. This is something that uh, part of what this is Scout Sunday and a lot of scouts is about learning how to say no. You can say yes to things. This week was Pinewood Derby. And also there was a cake decorating contest. I'm always, again, happy to be a judge for that. i put that out there. Uh, and, you know, some of these kids uh, really did a great job. But I, I, I can remember, I don't think sanding is the most fun activity, right? There's probably a lot of things that one would rather do than sand that vehicle down. You had to say no to some other fun things in order to say yes to working on these projects. Likewise, with all the merit badges and with life and Eagle Scout projects, you got to say no to some things in order to say yes to others. And this certainly isn't just about scouts. This is really about becoming an, an adult in life. And throughout all the days of our life of, of figuring out, we've got to say no to some things so that we can say yes to other things, often things that are more dear to us. Jesus today in the gospel is saying no to some things. He has just healed a tremendous number of people. In fact, there was so many people that, that people were just gathered around the door. He's just being inundated with people. Finally, they left late at night, and Jesus gets a few hours of sleep. Then he wakes up the next morning. And instead of getting a nice home-cooked breakfast from everybody who's so thankful for him, Instead of staying there and, and healing the people that need to still be healed in that town, instead of living up to the expectations of his disciples, Jesus chooses to head out. He says no to that in order to say yes to what he senses is God's mission and God's purposes in his life. Again, Jesus says no. He says yes, we'll get back to that, but Jesus says no. And so I want to ask you, and I want to invite you into some reflection today. What's a... Thing, uh, something in your life where God is calling you to say no to it. Now, that, that could be um, 
It's something we always do, but in the church, there's this season called Lent. It's the 40 days leading up to Easter. And often, the church talks about giving something up. And in a world of instant gratification, I think a discipline where we say no to something isn't necessarily a bad thing. But again, I want to start to have that reflection today for you as we prepare for Lent of, again, what is God calling you to say no to? And, and that could be a thing, right? That could be like TikTok videos that maybe the first 150 this week were okay, but after that it was excessive use of your time, right? And that wasn't directed at teenagers, not everything we're called to say no to is a bad thing. Jesus today says no to some really good things. He says no to healing people. He says no to the expectations of his disciples. This week, somebody came forward who had been shepherding a long-term ministry at this congregation and said, you know, in this chapter of life, I, I don't think I can say yes to this. That's okay. Again, sometimes we have to say no to things that are good. Maybe for some of you, it's checking that bank account. It's good to know how much money we have, but... Maybe it's too much. I know nowadays the kids can check their grades, and it's healthy to know how you're doing in your classes, but, but maybe every 15 minutes, angrily wondering why your teacher hasn't posted that test, maybe a little bit, little bit much. So I don't know what the thing is in your life that you may be called to say no to, but it might also be a person or a group of people maybe even some group that was once your friends, but they're, they're not necessarily building you up right now. I, I know that uh, when I worked for the, my first job out of college, there was a lunchroom, and at first I really enjoyed getting to know my coworkers. But my second year, I just couldn't do it anymore because all we did all day was in that lunchroom was talk about how much we hated our jobs. And I knew before and after lunch how much I didn't like the job, and I didn't need to sit there for 35 minutes and eat it. Again, there can be ways in which we're called to say no to certain groups of people in our lives, at least for a season. But I wonder if most deeply we're called to say no to certain attitudes. Jesus today has to say no to the expectations of his disciples. He's got to look at the disappointment in their eyes. And for me, disappointing other people is kryptonite. I, I really struggle with disappointing other people. And I know that's something that I will always have to work on. But what is it for you? Maybe, maybe that, that attitude that you need to, to let go of is a comparing yourself to other people, always sort of degrading then the gifts that God has given you. Maybe it's that search for perfection that at some level is good, but finally just gets in the way of good and holiness. Or maybe it's a, a resentment that at one point was, was maybe even motivating a little bit of anger, but now just has become a, a barrier to you and to life. Maybe it's that you were very good at racking up grades or trophies or merit badges, but you're attaching too much worth to what you have achieved. Maybe it's your apathy about the world at large out there, the unending news cycle. There are always sorts of things that are deeper in our hearts where, where they block us from relationship with others and with Jesus Christ, and we're called to say no to them. So again, what in your life is Jesus inviting you, challenging you, calling you to say no to? But Jesus also says yes. Jesus says yes. Jesus says yes to his sandals, to the road, to, to getting going. He says yes to the people that he will heal in the next town. 
And he says, he says, yes to above all others following God. He says yes to God's opinion mattering more than anybody else's. Again, he says yes that God's opinion, God's purposes are more important than the expectations of others. So Jesus says yes to much here. And so what in your life, I asked you what is Jesus calling you to say no to, what is Jesus calling you to say yes to? Perhaps it is a thing. Perhaps it is, uh, again, simple as sandals. Maybe as the spring gets going, you, you feel called to walk again. Maybe it's something like a prayer journal or a devotion practice that you feel invited to try out or to recommit yourself to. Could be all sorts of things in your life where there's an invitation, a calling to, to move in that direction. Might also be some, some people. And maybe there's somebody who hurts you and you sense that the Lord is, is calling you to open yourself up again to, to new possibilities in that relationship. Maybe it's that you feel like, hey, I've got friends, but I could be open. I could be open to finding new friends, especially friends in faith. And a lot of what we're going to do in Lent is, is about fellowship and, and taking time together in worship and in the Word. So again, maybe it's an openness to to new people and new relationships. But maybe it's also about a new attitude, a new outlook, a new way of thinking about yourself, about people in your lives, about others, or even about who God is and what God is doing in your life. I know I'm being vague here, but that's because I don't know what it looks like in your life. Again, I don't know what that, that no and that yes. I don't know the decisions you're facing and in part, I say this because Lent is, again, 10 days away, and it's a time of a spiritual reflection, and I want to sort of invite you to begin that thinking. But also because really our whole life is one. Our whole life is a series of, of questions and, and choices about how we use the time, the talents, and the money that God has entrusted us. It's this sort of this grand exercise in stewardship, seeking to align what we do with God's will over and against the sin in our hearts and in the world and the insecurities and fears that hold us back. And so this wrestling, this discerning, and, and having then the strength to figure out what must we say no to and what is God calling us to say yes to, this is something that takes prayer. It takes prayer to figure this out in our lives. Indeed, prayer is the, the fulcrum, sort of the, the linchpin in this story here. It's where the no and the yes meet. For Jesus has done the healing, and then he goes out in the wilderness and he prays. And then he can say yes. He's got to, again, pivot from the no to the yes. And I wonder, as I think about Jesus praying how this no and this yes come together. When I imagine Jesus praying, I see him sort of a slight, it's the wilderness, maybe there's some low, some light vegetation there, and, and it's so dark, right, that, that the sun is, hasn't risen yet, and if it has, it's just starting to get that real faint blue. And Jesus is there. When I, when I see him praying, he's earnest, and so I, I want to get closer because his, his lips are moving, and I, and I want to hear what he's saying. And when I listen in, I realize that he's, he's praying by name for the people that he healed the day before. And he's praying that they would, they would maintain their health and that the forces of evil would have no power over them. 
And he's praying for the, for the towns and the people that he's going to heal in the coming days. He's praying for the spirit to be his vanguard there. And then he's praying by name again for his disciples, praying that they'll have a, a heart to understand that their ways are not always his ways and to trust him and to follow him, that they can learn to say yes to his ways. Again, prayer is where that yes and that no meet, and that's where it meets in our lives too. Well, this sermon, you might say, that's this kind of a Lenten, almost repentant sermon, and I, and I get that. So I'll go back and maybe then focus on Epiphany, the season of revelation, of revealing who God and Jesus Christ is. And something is revealed about Jesus Christ today, and, and at the very least, we, we learn, it's revealed that Jesus prays, that Jesus, like us, prays. He prays those prayers of no and yes. But moreover, what's revealed is that Jesus is finally the one with the real strength to say no to things. You know, in, in life, you know, again, sometimes people will give up, say, chocolate for Lent or something. And frankly, you don't really need prayer to give up chocolate. I mean, it's hard, but you can, you can do it. But letting go of resentment, that's something that takes prayer. And even then, even when we're praying, it can be really, really hard. Because again, those attitudes, those fears, those insecurities, they cling so deeply to us. But we discover it's revealed that Jesus is the one who's, who's powerful enough, whose voice is strong enough that he can purge that away and he can cleanse us from that. He can say no to the powers of sin, to fear, to hatred, to insecurity, to greed in our lives. And finally, he can say no even to death itself. And know and hear this, that Jesus Christ is saying no in your life to the powers of sin. He has said no to the power of death in your life. And Jesus likewise is saying yes. He's the one who says no to the fever of Peter's mother-in-law that she can say yes to serving others. He said no to the diseases and the illness that he could bring the people together to praise the living Lord. He's the one that said yes in his resurrection to you and your life everlasting. And so when we pray, we pray for guidance, for making these countless decisions in our lives. Anytime we want to say yes, even to something as holy as prayer, it means we've got to say no to something. Coming to church today, you said no to some things to say yes to being here. And so we're always sort of wrestling with knowing yes. And know then that that Jesus is praying with us. And that if I could see you praying and I, and I could see you when I listened to you, if I listened with the ears of the Spirit, I could, hear, I could hear the voice of Jesus praying for you. Praying no to the things that are separating you from God and saying yes to God's life. Indeed, I wish that I could tell you that we're always going to get it right, but no, again, we're also then hearing as we pray those words from our own lips of confession and then again, I could hear the words of Jesus forgiving us. For you see, when we pray and we, we struggle to kind of figure this all out in life, we can know and we can have that peace that passes all understanding because the really hard work, the really hard work of finally saying no to the powers of sin and death in this universe has been done by Jesus Christ. And the yes to life, God's kingdom and love has already been said. And so as we pray then, we can pray quite confidently, for yours is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.